where the summers are hot and the lemonade is cold. Welcome back to Liquid Gold right here on the We Own This Town podcast network, weownthistown.net. My name is Mike Wolf, your host today, talking about a summer standby, lemonade. That's right. We hadn't covered lemonade and it's the summer of shots and lemonade is an essential summertime beverage and this is an episode I've been circling for a while and tried to get it in last year. It didn't work. And then when once summer ends, you can't really do lemonade. Then we realized that uh, August 20th, the day this will air. So today, if you're listening to this on the day it aired, National Lemonade Day. So that's exciting. Pretty amazing and bizarre history that lemonade has. So a short little shots episode today on lemonade. As simple a drink as it is, There's also a lot of suspect lemonades out there, right? But there's also plenty of amazing ones, including many fast food spots. I was always a fan of Wendy's, strawberry lemonades. I feel like those have always been on point. Uh, Chick-fil-A, if you want to talk more fast food places, they do some nice like seasonal lemonade stuff. They did a white peach lemonade for a while that was really good. Um, So I enjoy tasting all the various lemonades of the world or the fast food world but really just want the lemonade that I make myself. My infamous infused lemonade, I believe it's still on the menu at Husk. I haven't worked there in, what, four years? But I believe it is still on the menu there. They are still using my recipe. Lemonade royalties? I'm not sure if that's a thing. But uh, before we get into some lemonade history and the very special guest that I have on the show today, I got to mention a few things. I'll be part of the Creekside Dinner going on in Jolton with Edible Nashville. That's going on this weekend. But if you're listening to this on Friday, August 20th, head on up tonight to uh, the dinner. There's still plenty of spots for tonight's dinner. I believe tomorrow night's dinner is just about sold out. So head on over to Edible Nashville, edibleNashville.com. The dinners going on this week are at, yeah, the Summer Creek Dinner Series going on this weekend at Hockland Hill, this beautiful uh, B&B dinner in place that's up in uh, Jolton, right up there near Beeman Park. So really excited to be out there. Nathan Gifford will be there cooking all of his amazing meat-centric cuisine. He'll have some beautiful smoked hams, and uh, I'll be making the Garden Gimlet from Barantined Recipes, Tips, and Stories to Enjoy at Home as well as a collab that I'm doing with Insolito Tequila. I'll be doing sort of a watermelon Paloma drink. Sure to wet your whistle for the summertime. Um, So there's going to be a lot of delicious things going on with Edible Nashville this weekend. So check that out. And the book Barantined, you can buy wherever books are sold. You can find it on bookshop.org. You can buy it at the bookshop here in East Nashville, Parnassus. And uh, Parnassus Books, they've got an awesome web portal and shipping is super easy with them, as well as many other of your favorite independent bookstores all across the country. So pick your pick your local bookstore and have them order it. I will have signed copies of both books at the dinners going on this weekend. So you can always DM me if you're interested in, one, in a signed copy as well. Hit me up on Instagram, MikeWolf underscore Garden to Glass. And follow us on Instagram at liquidgold underscore pod. And you can email us liquidgoldpod at gmail.com. If we're talking about lemonade and where lemonade came from, we first got to talk about lemons. 
Lemons, there was a uh, February 2018 study in the science journal Nature that uh, talked about how there was a discovery of fossilized leaves in the Yunnan province of China that proved citrus has been around since the late Miocene epoch. Wasn't sure if we were going to get into epochs today, but we've got an epoch mentioned here. Eight million years ago. That's how far back lemons go. Lemonade, however, is not quite that old, but it's still very old. You can go back to the Mediterranean coast in medieval Egypt, and you can find this beverage that they were making called kashkab. Kashkab. Almost like a cash cow, which it would later become a cash cow. In fact, uh, but kashkab was made from fermented barley that would be combined with mint, rue, which is a really um, bizarre herb that I actually grow in my garden. Rue is a lovely bitter and has a lot of uh, health benefits for your eyes and things like that. But it's a fun herb to play around with. So this drink was fermented barley, the mint, the rue, black pepper, and then citron leaf. So they were using that flavor from the leaves um, to infuse the beverage. So that was sort of the first, you know, version. Um, if you are a mixologist, bartender, home bartender, whatever, you could make a pretty cool cocktail, like a small batch whiskey with mint and like some rue bitters with a little black pepper and lemon. You could do a really cool, like modern cocktail with that same idea. Um, but what that led to was another early lemonade, which was called Qatar Mazat. Qatar Mazat. I believe I'm, I'm pretty close on that pronunciation. There were accounts written by a poet and traveler, Nasir I. Kusra, and uh, he wrote accounts of 10th century life in Egypt. He talks about this beverage, Qatar Mazat, that was around throughout the 10th, 11th, 12th century. It got pretty popular. What's hard to figure out with, with what citrus they were using is, is the citron that they were using back then had a really thick rind, didn't have a ton of juice. So Qatar Mazat, basically a citrus and some water and some mint and a little bit of sugar. Now, from there, you kind of uh, go forward to the 17th century in Europe and lemonade debuted in Paris on the fateful day, August 20th, 1630. So that's why uh, Lemonade Day, National Lemonade Day, you know, we got to have all these social media holidays now. That's why National Lemonade Day is August 20th. That's when it debuted in Paris. The versions they were making in Paris, they sound delicious. So sparkling water, lemon juice, and honey. And there were vendors that would take these tanks, strap it to their backs, and walk around selling it. That sounds pretty uh, heavy, actually, I imagine. And lemonade was a phenomenon in Paris. All through the 17th century, after it debuted. It even helped with the plague, apparently. Britain got into the mix by the 18th century. There was a chemist, Joseph Priestley, who invented an apparatus for making carbonated water. And by the 1780s, Johann Schwepp. That's right, Schwepp's baby. A German-Swiss jeweler, he had developed a new method of carbonation using a compression pump that made mass production more efficient. By the 1830s, ready availability of Schweppes fizzy lemonade had stymied the growth of Europe's lemonade stands. Now, lemonade makes its way to America in the 18th century, and there was a big temperance movement going on in the Victorian era, and uh, people were pushing lemonade as 
an alternative to alcohol and a way to entertain without serving booze. What a concept. Uh, there was a sun-kissed slogan back then, goodbye to liquor, here's to lemonade. And there were a lot of lemonade recipes floating around. There's a cool one I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention here uh, from the How Stuff Works thing uh, online where they, uh, they have a really cool link to this old 1861 Victorian book called The Book of Household Management. We're going to read that lemonade recipe here in just a second. But it was President Hayes, who was president from 1877 to 1881. They would have parties, and uh, they would keep things pretty light on the alcohol, if, if at all. Oftentimes, there, was, there would be no alcohol at these functions, and his wife, Lucy, came to be known as Lemonade Lucy. So it's really picking up some steam there. What's crazy about this recipe is there's a note of caution about acidic beverages and the havoc that it was wreaking on women back in the 1830s. But let's just go over this recipe real quick. So the rind of two lemons, the juice of three large or four small lemons, one pound of low sugar, loaf sugar, one quart of boiling water. You rub some sugar, and this is actually, this is a really good, this is a really good method here. You wouldn't do this as much now because you wouldn't have these lumps of sugar, but they did back then. They'd have rub, you know, these lumps of sugar that they would use for cooking. Basically, you would rub these lumps of sugar against the lemons to extract the oil which is just genius. That's beautiful. That's a great idea. Similar to making an oleosaccharum now where you would take thinly uh, shaved lemon peel and mix it with sugar, kind of cajole the oil out of the lemons as you muddle it. And that's a great way to, uh, to really extract all that amazing flavor that's hiding inside of those lemon peels. Um, so this method where they're rubbing the sugar in lumps on two of the lemons until they have imbibed all the oil from them. Then you put it, you put that with the remainder of the sugar into a jug, add the lemon juice, and pour over the whole quart of boiling water. When the sugar is dissolved, strain the lemonade through a fine sieve or a piece of muslin, and when cool, it will be ready to drink. The lemonade will be much improved. This is, this is in the recipe, by the way. I'm direct quote. The lemonade will be much improved by having the white of an egg beaten up in it. A little sherry mixed with it also makes this beverage much nicer. Well, there you go. Yeah, add an egg white and some sherry. Man, that's crazy. And uh, they, there's a little note in here for, for people to be careful. There is a current opinion among women, says Brillette Savarin, which every year causes the death of many young women that acids, especially vinegar, are preventatives of obesity. Beyond all doubt, acids have the effect of destroying obesity, but they also destroy health and freshness. Lemonade is, of all acids, the most harmless, but few stomachs can resist it long. I knew in 1776 at Dijon, a young lady of great beauty, to whom I was attached by bonds of friendship, great almost as those of love. One day, when she had for some time gradually grown pale and thin, she told me in confidence that as her young friends had ridiculed her for being fat, she had, to counteract the tendency, been in the habit every day of drinking a large glass of vinegar. She died at 18 years of age from the effects of these potions. 
end quote. Uh, now, I don't know about all that. I mean, I feel very sad for that woman who was being ridiculed. It's a little, there's a little cautionary note there about acids and about drinking too much acid. But I think uh, with lemonade, you're adding so much sugar. I wouldn't worry as much about that. But just a fascinating little anecdote, anecdote there and recipe. That book is, the recipe is uh, Isabella Beaton's Lemonade Recipe from the 1861 Victorian book, The Book of Household Management. So pink lemonade starts to become a thing. And where does pink lemonade come from? There are some crazy stories. So pink lemonade really comes from the circus. And their first uh, story to mention this is from the Wheeling Register, West Virginia, 1879. So why did this lemonade become pink? Story is that uh, a concession worker invented by accident pink lemonade when he dropped a bunch of red-colored cinnamon candies into a vat of regular lemonade. You know, as they say, the show must go on. He served the lemonade and people just loved it. So that red color, pink color, it always kind of turns people on in a drink. Think of like a Cosmo, things like that. Um, Shirley Temple. That color is just kind of, it's inviting. It's sort of electric. Gets you kind of excited. Um, When you make real lemonade with just, you know, fresh lemon juice and sugar and water and whatever other, maybe a little bit of salt, some other ingredients. You want to, and you can infuse herbs and things. But if you want a real um, natural pink lemonade, you can use blueberries. The the skins from the blueberry, those tannins will not only add more structure to your lemonade, but will turn it a really cool color. You can also use strawberries and peaches, things like that, um, will color your lemonade in a really natural way and also give it even more flavor. Another bizarre story about the origin of pink lemonade is the story of the concession worker. They run out of water. So it's the circus. It's 18. This story goes back to 1857. This sounds like an urban legend, but what the hell? We're talking about lemonade. I'm going to mention it. A harried concession worker runs out of water, but needs to make a fresh batch of lemonade. So he goes over to a wash tub, and there's a performer that has just wrung out their dirty pink tights. He uses this to make a new and improved strawberry lemonade, and the crowd goes wild. Whew, man. I don't think you're getting away with that these days. So um, that's the story about pink lemonade. Super easy to make pink lemonade now. And let me just say, with the seasons changing here, as we get out of the hotter, we still got plenty of hot weather here in Tennessee, but as things start to cool down, uh, sumac is a wild edible out there that you will find and is just a great ingredient for for cooking and for uh, using in dishes. But it's also great to make lemonade with because it will turn the lemonade a really pretty red pink color and also gives it a little bit more acid. It's got ascorbic acid that kind of comes off um, in water. And so that's another thing you could use to make a really beautiful pink lemonade. Some other uh, crazy facts here about about lemonade. Um, Frozen lemonade first appeared on the scene in 1840 in Naples, Italy. The earliest documented lemonade stands were introduced by a young entrepreneur named Edward Bach, who formed them in Brooklyn streetcars from 1873 to 1876. First referenced in the news media, uh, lemonade stands first referenced 
by the New York Times in 1879. And why the aid? Why the aid in lemonade? Why the aid in Gatorade? Apparently, that is to delineate a product that is not 100% juice. So you throw the aid on there and you're safe. And that's, that's an important thing to think about. Now, I've read some articles back when I was working on my own lemonade recipe. And the key number that you want to think about when you're looking at how much juice am I going to use in my lemonade, what you're looking for is about 13, 14% juice. Okay. So try and work all that out to the point where you've got 13% juice. Now, this is a super easy recipe where it's more, it's closer to 18%, but you might add a little bit more water, maybe just a touch of honey to uh, harken back to that, that original Paris lemonade. So what you could do, eight cups of water, one and a half cups of fresh lemon juice, and one and a half cups plus two teaspoons of sugar. Then I would do a little pinch of salt. You don't really, really want to taste the salt. It's just going to bridge those two things together, the sour and the sweet. And then I don't think you want to heat this up. And so what you're going to do to incorporate the sugar is whisk or stir. And you're just going to have to do it for a long enough time to bring all the ingredients together and to dissolve that sugar. And then another thing you can do, and you see this a lot in like pictures of, you know, lemonades sitting on like a porch table outside your patio table, uh, but infusing it with actual lemons and slicing up some lemons and putting that in there. That'll give it a whole lot more flavor. And I always like infusing all kinds of ingredients into it. Herbs from the garden, basil, mint, um, actual lemons, lemon peels with the pith removed. There's a million different ways you can do it. And the, uh, the scientifically proven facts of lemonade and why it's so thirst quenching. Uh, researchers found, this is from Flavor Man, who writes about some beverage stuff. Researchers found that sour and tart flavors stimulate the salivary glands more than any other taste. And that acidity masks less refreshing flavors like sweetness. Even after just one sip, a traditional glass of lemonade with your sour and sweet, you know, flavors butting up against each other, that it can provide immediate relief for dry mouth and makes you feel more hydrated. It always makes me feel better. My wife gave me a bunch of grief one time when we were, when we did Bonnaroo one year. I was amazed at all the different options for lemonade. And there were different ones all over. Not everyone had the same recipe. So there were frozen lemonades. There were your traditional lemonades. There were some that were really leaning hard on the lemon and like throwing the whole lemon into your cup, which was kind of nice as you were drinking it. Um, but I must have drank five huge cups of lemonade in one day upon her. So that's how crazy I get with lemonade. All right. So let's bring in. A person very, of course, dear to my heart who loves lemonade. She's super passionate about it, just like I am. And it's my daughter, Miss Leila Wolf. Let's bring her in. Right now, why don't you state your name for the program? Hi, my name is Leila Wolf. It's nice. hard to pronounce it sometimes. Hi there, Leila. So I happen to know that you love lemonade. I do. <laughs> tell me, Tell me why you love it so much. Because it's so lemony and some of them are sour. 
Yeah, that's right. I love getting it at Sonic. Mm, you love Sonic's lemonade, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, what do you like about Sonic's lemonade so much? Because it's a, never that sour. It's always really lemony. Mm. And I love their ice because it's crushed and it fits through the straw. Nice. So I see you brought uh, one of your favorite cookbooks. Mm-hmm. It's What's called, it called? It's called Unicorn Food. So what do you love about this book? Because it has a lot of unicorn foods in here. It has some breakfast food, like in here there's a rainbow swirl bread. There's a recipe for these really cool donuts. And there's a bunch of cool drinks, like there's some white hot chocolate, and there's some yummy soups. All right, so we're going to figure out what would we do to make a rainbow or unicorn lemonade. I actually have the perfect page for that. It's called, It there is a recipe for a smoothie in here, but we're not going to do that. We're just going to see it has a recipe for how to make things, how to make any drink, including lemonade, a little more fun. Okay, so let's see. For the purple and blue, we would add a cup of a frozen banana and a cup of grape juice and a cup of frozen berries. And then a cup of, for green, cup of green juice and frozen banana. Let's see what else. And wow. F- and for orange... Cup of orange juice, frozen banana, cup of frozen mango chunks, and for yellow, cup, frozen banana, and I guess that's it. For red and pink, cup of strawberry and cup of frozen cherries, cup of frozen strawberries. So we know pink lemonade is a thing, and we've, we've talked a little bit about pink lemonade. Um, tell me from, from this, some of the ideas that you could use to make like a pink lemonade, but with real fruit, because there's some good ingredients in there. Well, there is strawberries and frozen strawberries, I think, and a few cherries. So I think that would do it. Oh, that'd be good. What are some other memorable like lemonades that you've had? Well, I have had pink lemonade and I've had regular lemonade a lot. How about some other places? Well, I do remember that we got it one time. I think it was at Chick-fil-A with my grandma and grandpa. Yeah, and they had like a white peach lemonade. Yeah, it was really good. But there aren't any peaches in here because apparently peaches do not make um, any colors because they can be different colors. So even if you squeeze a little peach in there, it wouldn't make any difference. Mm. Like it it would only make a difference with the taste. It might taste a little peachy. So what do you think is the most important thing about making a really good lemonade? Fresh lemon juice. Oh, good. What are some herbs from the garden that you think we could use in our lemonade? Hmm. Basil, maybe some basil. Basil? Mm-hmm. Mm. Hmm. I remember you used some of that mint yeah. on it when last time you made it. So maybe the, some of that 
what's it called? That would be good. Moraine mint, something like Moroccan that. Moroccan mint? Oh, yeah, Moroccan Oh, that's mint. the good stuff. You used that once. What about, um, like, using some sparkly water? Don't you like, like, a fizzy lemonade, too? What yeah. are some ideas we could do with that? Wait, it does say something about a quick rise in here with sparkling water. Yeah. That would be quick cool. Quick rise with sparkling water. Use only a few ounces. Wow. What would be some good um, flavors of sparkling water to use that you think would be good in uh, lemonade? Um, Let's take a look. Well, it does say lemon and lime. so Those would be good, yeah. And it also says that grapefruit might be good. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hey, so um, how's uh, how's school going for you? Why don't you tell me about how school's going? It's good. The lunches are really good in the cafeteria. Are you having some good uh, art classes and gym classes? And... Mm-hmm, but I'm missing cooking club. Oh, yeah. Well, you'll have to do it at home. Yeah. Maybe you could cook one dinner a week for us. What do you think about that? Hmm. I could cook that uh, taco I made. Oh yeah. Tell me about your hot dog taco. So I was, I was just, you know, just sitting there on my birthday watching everyone eat, and then I looked at my plate and I saw that I have a few ingredients to make a taco. I had my leftover tortilla and all. Oh, so I just kind of improvised with the hot dogs and chopped them into little pieces with my fork. <laughs> and I put them on there. And then I used Dad's guac for sauce and some black beans and rice. Wow, that sounds great. And Daddy tried it and he said he really liked it. That's right, I did. Hmm. That would be excellent with lemonade. That'd be a summer mm-hmm. treat. Lemonade and a hot dog taco? Maybe I should put that in my new cookbook. Yeah, so you're working on a cookbook, right? Yeah. And, and what do you call it? Mystical Makings, because I love unicorns and magic. I even have a few robot unicorns here at home. That's amazing. Tell me about your robot unicorns. What are their names? Well, I have one. My favorite one is Twilight. I got her at Christmas from my cousin, Annabelle. And I got Starlight from Easter. I like her because she's very important because she's not just a unicorn. She's an alicorn, and an alicorn is like a unicorn with wings. That's amazing. So I got them, and recently I have got a robot doggy named Judy. So that's why I started that cookbook. That's great. And then what do we call this tent where you sleep with all the robot unicorns and everything? What do we call it? <laughs> Vibrary. <laughs> the Vibrary. <laughs> yeah. Like library, but vibrary. That's right. Dad made that up. <laughs> well, I look forward to the, the new cookbook, Mystical Makings. And... um. You'll have to keep us updated on your progress with that. Okay. I wonder, do we have any berries in the garden? Like, do we make Not right now. There? Okay, then we should, so, so that the berries are fresh, because there's a bunch of berries in this recipe. I appreciate your passion for lemonade. We'll be sharing a lot of lemonades together. Okay. To, uh, to close out the summer, won't we? Yeah. And where do we like to get ice cream? Sip Cafe. <laughs> That's right. And and who has a painting hanging up 
in their halls, in their shop, from you that you painted? Me. Yeah. Who? who where is that? It's at Sip Cafe. It's at Sip Cafe, yeah, where you painted the ice cream. Mm-hmm. Love I'll you. see you at the hot chocolate episode. Bye. Leila, out. I gotta go to bed and say goodnight to my animals. Bye. All right, thanks so much for listening today. Thanks to Leila for coming on. She was really excited to come on and talk about her ways with lemonade and some ideas that she's got. And, of course, lots more to come here on Liquid Gold. It's the Summer of Shots. We are winding down on the Summer of Shots and uh, getting ready for our fall into books. We are falling into books this year on Liquid Gold for the fall. We're going to be talking to some amazing authors and some of our favorite writers will be coming here on the show. I believe we're going to get Amy Stewart, the drunken botanist, as well as a couple of just legendary authors I don't even want to tell you about right now, just to keep you excited. And um, so, so keep checking in and follow us on Instagram. Subscribe, give us a rating and all that good stuff. And as always, you can find the archive over at weownthistown.net. If it goes in your cup or your glass, there's a good chance that we've covered it. And if we haven't, we are going to. Kenneth will be back this fall doing booze news. And we're getting real excited for everything coming up. And again, if you're around, if you're hearing this on Friday, August 20th, National Lemonade Day, I will be out with Edible Nashville doing their Summer Creek dinner out in Jolton. So find out info on that at edibleNashville.com. Or follow them on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Thanks to Upright T-Rex Music for the tunes. My name's Mike Wolf, and we will see you next time on Liquid Gold.